Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Hey, good morning, Glenn, and good morning, my friend Paul. Paul is back. Yeah, Thank you Paul. for having me. Great to have you back, man. Yeah, this is all good stuff. Uh, you know, uh, happy to be back at the coffee shop. Uh, got a double tall with uh, extra cream, extra sugar. Uh, I think I'm going oh, back up for a shot of it. Four, four creams, creams, four, four sugars, sugars and a little espresso. So how you doing? Uh, uh, right. My so, dad called that cookie batter. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Cookie in a jar. Yeah, great muffins, too. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, you know, a couple quick things here. Uh, you know, we got Paul back. Um, and for those that uh, are just kind of joining us on calendar, uh, do yourself a favor and go back and listen to the first session that we had Paul on. It was... Uh, Paul's story. Yeah, Paul's story. And, and uh, it was re- really, let's, you know, it, it was kind of part one. I mean, we had to have him back for part two and We'll certainly bring him back for part three, four, five, six, and and so on. Uh, just because uh, I personally, I just took so much away from that story, uh, so so much away from, and and gave me practical things that I needed to be thinking about leaving this podcast. So I hope it I hope it touches you the same way, the listener, and um, you know to in the conclusion of that, Paul made a statement, uh, something like I'm paraphrasing, but you know there's so much more about this than the not drinking right and mm-hmm. um and and boy i you know i'm learning that but you gave me a thirst to learn it even more nice, it's nice. just good stuff yeah yeah you know one thing i pulled out of uh, paul's story and we'll probably put it as a title is uh quote unquote i cannot do this any longer right right so you know really dove in and, and found a solution um, and and w- one of the things that, um, as I'm sitting here next to Paul, and boy, I, as I said, he would have been great having on live stream, um, you know, just just because he didn't open his big book once. Uh, but but you know, as and, and we'll throw pictures up on Instagram and on Twitter and, and on our website. But his book is very well used mm-hmm. and um you know not just on the outside so he doesn't just carry it around but on the inside it's very well used too and i'm guessing he's had that recovered because the pages are certainly worn it was all busted up and uh actually uh uh myers Raymer, uh chris Raymer's brother does uh rebinds big books and he did it for me and did a spectacular job I was I was without it for a couple of weeks and what? I felt, felt naked. Yeah, right. Oh, that's oh awesome, man, man. Yeah. that's awesome. I want to share something with you real fast, Glenn. I got a I got a friend in the program who um, shoots out. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. You have a friend? Just one. All right, cool. <laughs> I got a friend in the program cool. who shoots me out little, little reminders and um, every day. And this comes from uh, Paul. Paul talks a lot about the first 164 pages. That is the solution. That is the program. And, and that are, those are our marching orders. But uh, the stories in the back also are, are just, uh, you know, have some real gems in there. And if I could, I just, I'm, I'm reading. I'm not quoting off the top of my head like Paul. Um, I'm not that impressive. But um, here's, here's from page 337 of the big book. And it says, so here I am, sober, successful, serene. Just a few of the gifts the pr- 
of the program for surrendering, suiting up, and showing up for life every day. Good days and bad days. Reality is a wild ride, and I wouldn't miss it for the world. I don't question how this program works. I trust in my God, stay involved in AA, service, go to lots of meetings, work with others, and practice the principles of the steps to the best of my willingness each day. I don't know which of these keeps me sober, and I'm not about to try and find out. It has worked for quite a few days now, so I think I'll try it again tomorrow. like it. Love that, right? Awesome. Nice, man. So, you know, I mean, frankly, as I look at my program, you know, and I like to say I do 23 things a day, a week, a month to stay sober, and, and uh, you know, I think I'm doing okay. But one of the things I recognize from just listening and, and, and watching Paul during his story is, you know, and I, I use the word, the R word, relentless. Um, and, and he woke me up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he challenged me, you know, just as I'm, I'm you know, watching him and as he studies the program, you know, I realize inside it woke me up that I have an opportunity to sharpen the pencil myself, right? And, and to get better and to study harder and, and you know, with, with the guys that I work with, you know, be more relentless with them on, on being a, a focused big book study. So, you know, our, our session today, not sure of the title yet. I'm sure we'll figure it out by, by the end. Uh, but, Paul, we'd really like to dig in deeper on the, the study part of it. I mean, we, we go to big book meetings where we gently kick it around the room and read the, the stories and we read the first 164 pages. But as, as I look at the, the semi-smirk on, on your face, <laughs> that, you know, that's not going to cut it. That right? might not be right. That's just not going to cut it. I mean, that's like, that's like softball, right? So, you know, as, as you, know, you said in your prior you know, session, sharing your story, um, you know, you, you talked about quitting forever. You know, I think part of quitting forever is really becoming a student of the big book. So that's what we'd like to to focus on today. And and frankly, I'm in the student chair. I am looking forward to learning. Yeah, you made a you made a comment last time in that, uh, you know, it's a textbook and ergo you need a teacher. So with that, I'll shut up. up There's a lot of textbooks I've had in my career that, uh, (laughs) you know, I was looking for the Cliff Notes version. And, And maybe that's maybe that's a good analogy on where I'm at. Right, maybe I've looked at the. I mean, I've totally read the 164 pages, sure, numerous times. Right, right, but I, I can't wait for folks to look at what his big book. My big book doesn't look like that. Right, right. So, so maybe I have taken the Cliff Notes version many times of sorts. Um, so, you know, Paul, really looking forward to you just you know sharing some more insights, experience, strength, and hope on on digging in deeper. I appreciate it. Thank you, and I appreciate having me back. Um, yeah, you know, one of the things I heard uh, in in the rooms, we hear, we have so many phrases and, and little cliches and, and all kinds of you know little feel good things all, all you know hung up around the rooms. But someone said something to me one time. I've never seen it written on, on anything in a room. It said, uh, "There's a difference between ordinary recovery and extraordinary recovery." You know, ordinary recovery. I just didn't drink today. You know, and, you know, it's great. You know, neither, neither did my dog. You know, who cares? <laughs> you know, the, this this book talks to me. It, it makes that was funny right there. It makes a promise That's to us. That's the title. Neither did my dog. <laughs> neither did my dog. <laughs> it makes a promise to us. It it says it that that we have a design for living that really works. 
okay? And it talks about specifically about changing our lives. This is, this is, this, there's so much more to this thing. When I start to apply the principles of this program and, and the principles, principles is a word that they used interchangeably with the steps. So when I apply these steps or the principles in my life, my life changed. You know, and I and I start to look at that in a, in a in a different way when I start to explore twelve step programs. And if you want to see if the twelve step program of AA works, go and Google twelve step programs and see how many are out there. Because depending on what link you click on, you're going to see anywhere between dozens and hundreds. Okay, and you click on any of those blue links, you know what you're going to find? You're going to see the same twelve steps that we have in Alcoholics Anonymous. Everybody out there stole them from us. And the reason they did is because they work. And we're already told that the, the secret's already there. It's in the 12th step. It says, having had a spiritual awakening is the result of these steps, not a result, one of many. It's saying that's why we do it. It says we tried to carry this, this to other people and practice these principles in all our affairs. Every single area of my life that I apply 12 steps to gets better. Period. Now you go out and look at all these other programs that are out there. We have AA, we have CA, we have DDA, EA, FA, GA, HA. Literally go down the list, okay? And every single one of these, these people who have these afflictions or addictions or whatever they have going on are working a 12-step program recovery, and it works. There are millions and millions and millions of people out there getting better because of this. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, if that's all true... And I can transform my life. And, and like I, I said last time, you know, transformed people can transform people. And, and I love that, that I'm able to use the information in this book to help another man or woman save their life. Why wouldn't I? So we have all these, these steps that are outlined throughout our book. And then it's like, how do I carry this message? How do I carry a message of hope to the alcoholic that still suffers? And that answer is for us in chapter seven. It's working with others. It tells us what to do. And it starts out by saying that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. It works when everything else fails. That's, that's the first sentence in there. And when, you, when I learned that, that I can help someone else save their life, and I learned throughout that chapter that I'm going to get a lot out of this. This is going to help me. And, and you hear people say, well, it's going to help me a whole lot more than it helps you. Well, yes, it, it's true. But the way it helps me is by carrying a message of depth and weight. On page 164 in our book, it tells us some real important in, information. It says, primarily, it says, well, you cannot carry a message that you don't have. Okay? It says, if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, how about yeah. this? How about shut up? Okay, how about sit down? I appreciate that you want to sponsor other people because you've been hanging around AA for a decade or more. But there are many people in AA that are not alcoholics. And I get pushed back on that all the time. But it's absolutely true, and I learned this early on. I found I was, I was at a convention, and there was a man standing up at the podium. There was 2,000 people in this room, and he's sitting there talking about his story. And he's going on and on. He's saying, I met my, my wife, and we went to college together, and you know, we used to drink together all the time. And remember that, honey? <laughs> you know, and everyone's laughing, and, and, and she's sitting down in the front row and having a good time. And, and he goes, you know, my, my alcoholism you know, got to a point where it started to destroy my marriage. And I came home one day, and my wife said to me, if you put another, if you come home drunk one more time, I'm going to leave you. I'm going to take the kids. I'm going to take your money and you will never see us again. And this guy says, whoa, he goes, I think she's serious this time. I've heard this out of her mouth before, but this time the look, she gave me the look and I knew she was serious. So I thought, I don't want to lose 
my wife. I don't want to lose my kids. I don't want to lose all my stuff. I, I like those things. So I'm going to not drink anymore, and I'm going to go to AA. So this guy wanders into an AA room, and he happens to walk into the right meeting. It's a topic of discussion meeting, so we can vomit his shit all over the table. And, and he tells us all about his sad story with his wife and his history and all this stuff. He says, I'm not going to drink anymore. And he stops, okay? 20 years later, he's speaking up at a podium in front of 2,000 people. He hasn't worked a single step. He never talks about the steps. He never talks about a higher power. He never talks about the big book. He never talks about anything except the threat that resonated with him, and he put down the drink. Is he an alcoholic? Well, I don't know, but it doesn't sound like it to me because my book says no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. God couldn't would if he were sought. And in order for me to do those things, I need to take some steps. I have to put a program of action into place because here's what I heard that day. And I'm sitting in the back of this room and I'm watching this guy and everyone's standing up and cheering and clapping and standing ovation at the end of this thing. And I'm thinking this, I came home to the same thing one day. And my wife said to me, if you come home drunk one more time, I'm going to leave you. I'm going to take the kids. I'm going to take all your money. I'm going to take all your shit and you'll never see us again. And you know what my mind said? See you later. See you later. <laughs> I can I find another thing, wife. Man. I can make more kids. I know yeah. how to make money. This is not important to me. How am Absolutely. I, I, I need more than that. If no human power could relieve our alcoholism, why are we putting our faith in humans? And if I am taking my entire trust and I'm, I'm putting it in my, high, my new higher power, which is my sponsor, or I'm putting it into my new higher power, this group, I might be in trouble. And, and when, when is that going to happen? How about the meetings? You know, the meetings keep me sober. We got into this place where it's like, if I go to enough meetings, I'll stay sober. Okay? Imagine this. Think about this. What if something unimaginable happens, something that's never happened before in any, any person alive that you know of, any of their days? Let's say something really, really horrible set in. Let's call it a pandemic, okay? And let's say that the churches are closed and the AA clubs are closed and the meetings are closed oh, and you can't crazy. go to you're a meeting You're just crazy anymore. talk right That'll now. That'll never happen, That'll man. never Come happen. Come on, Paul. Yeah. And do you know how many people have relapsed and died over the past no, 18 months? Sure. And you know what I hear time and time and time again? I couldn't go to my meetings. I couldn't hang out with my people. That was my higher power. Well, wait a minute. My book tells me something different. My book says no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. God couldn't would if he were sought. If that's true, I need to seek God. And if I have a higher power in my life that can get me through anything, an omnipotent higher power, all-powerful, then I'm safe. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to have a bad day or a bad week. You know, that two weeks to, to bend the curve or whatever the hell it was, when that turned to 18 months later and you got people that are going out of their minds and we're doing the things that we do, we isolate. I'm alone. That Zoom shit isn't working for me anymore, okay? The novelty wore off about two weeks after it was on. Okay, and I am not getting the same thing that I got in the in-person meetings. When they opened up the clubs again, man, people were, were going back in droves. You know, mass, two mass, three mass, fine. I want to be with my people. Mm -hmm. And that was so important because it, they, they, they lived with that, you know, and I get it. The social interaction is important. But man, through this pandemic, I was safe. I was okay. I went, you know, I suffered like everybody else through a lot of it. You know, I, I, I miss my people, but I was never threatened. I, I, never, I never thought to pick up the drink or drug. It never crossed my mind. My God is powerful. I have a higher power today that I count on, and it didn't start like that. You know, I came in, I was a, I was a, the, the, 
the Catholic that was angry, you know, I was mad at God. And, and you know, I, I didn't believe in God anymore. I told my first sponsor that I'm mad at God. I don't believe in him. He says, you can't be mad at a God you don't believe in. Yeah, right. You know? And I was like, oh, God, what That's do you know? Awesome. So, um, so, so what I did was I had to recreate my understanding of a higher power. Mm-hmm. And our book talks about our book talks about everything. It's crazy. On page twenty-eight in there, it talks about what once was a flimsy reed became the loving and powerful hand of God, and that's where I got to. Coming out of Catholicism, I had eight years of Catholic confinement. I was an altar boy. I did Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts, all the little Catholic CCD things, everything else. But I was mad at God because shit happened in my life that I didn't agree with. God didn't come down and say, hey, man, what do you think about this? How about after your freshman year of college, I'm going to have you driving home with your girlfriend and a drunk driver is going to hit you. She's going to die at 18 years old and you're going to get all fucked up. You're going to be on the side of the road with 26 broken bones and you're going to spend the next two and a half months in a hospital. Okay? Yeah, God, I don't think I want to do that. Well, too bad. Boom. All of a sudden, that's my, that's my reality. Okay? What are you doing, God? You take this angel off of the earth who did nothing wrong, and you leave this scumbag me on the planet who goes away to school, and the first thing I start doing is abusing alcohol, drugs, and people. Okay? Why is that? What kind of God allows that to happen? You know, several years later, my little brother, he's, he can't handle life. He's taking drugs, and he sticks a gun in his mouth and blows his head off, and I walk in on that mess. And I'm saying, what kind of God allows this stuff to happen? Seriously, like, what, what's going on? I'm out of that game. I want nothing to do with that God. And I walk into AA, and it's God, 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 God. You know, it's in all these steps. And I'm like, how do I, how do I equate those two things? And our book is beautiful, man. It talks about, it says, it says that all we need is a willingness to believe in a power greater than ourselves. And it made it all inclusive. Everyone joined the party. Everyone can come in now. My God might look different than your God. You know, what we are trying to do is seek. This is all about the journey. I had a guy in the house the other day. He said, he comes up to me. He says, I got 52 days sober. I said, God bless you. I said, good job. And he goes, where are you at? And I said, I, said, I got a little bit more than that. He goes, where are you at? And I said, I, said, I just, just had 22 years. And he goes, wow, I wish I had that. I said, I'll trade you right now. I'll trade you right now. I understand that. Are you kidding me? The journey has been magnificent. Mm-hmm. I will take it again. I don't want to go through some of the shit I went through. But I'll tell you what, this growth experience that I've been entitled to as a result of working these steps has been incredible. Getting to meet you guys and work with other people, helping somebody out of a, of a place that they think there is no, no help from. And, and this is what our big book talks about. It says, man, when you got this thing, when you have this message, when you know what you're talking about, and I see that drunk, and I'm not the guy at the meeting that says, keep coming back and throw a fucking business card at him and a phone number and say, I hope you keep coming back. I'm the guy that says, do you want to quit drinking forever? Do you? Because if you want help with that, I know what to do. That is a challenging question. Yeah, right. Do you want to quit forever? Right. Because if you don't, I got nothing for you. Our book talks about that too. There are people that don't want this. There are people that, that, that wander into our rooms that aren't alcoholic. There are a lot of them. And that's why it's important for us to qualify them. It's what they did in the old days. Mm-hmm. They used to have a punch card. And they would come in and they would qualify the newcomer. And, and it says that the qualification is have them understand what you're up against. I walk into treatment centers all the time, and I work in the treatment centers and hospitals all over the area, and I walk in, I ask people all the same thing. I said, how many of you have been in AA before? And almost inevitably, every time, everyone's hand goes up. And my next question is always the same. I say, I say what are you doing here? Why are you here? 
What's going on? And the answer is almost always the same. You know what they say? AA didn't work. AA didn't work for me. I was like, oh, well, wait a minute. Hold on. AA worked for me. Let's talk about it. Let's find out what happened. And these are people that worked some of the steps. These are the people that thought that AA was going to meetings. This, these are people that thought that, that if they, they went out and told their, their, their spouses or their parents or their kids or whoever it was that they're sorry, thinking that was an amend, you know, that everything would get better. They did nothing to grow their spiritual life. And then they go back to what the book talks about, the great panacea, you know, is alcohol. And, and that, that was my cure. When I'm feeling this bad, I've got to, I got to fix that. So this program is all about, you need to participate in your recovery. You need to know what you're up against and you got to do something about it. Faith without works is dead. You can believe in, in, in a higher power all day long, but there is work to do. And when I started working these steps and I started doing this stuff, I started to understand something. My life was changing and I know that's true. So now I can tell this new guy, I say, you know what? If you don't want to drink ever again, if you don't ever want to put another drink or drug in your body and, and, and you want to work with me, I'll jump down in that hole with you. I'll walk your ass out of there. I know the way out. I'm not going to throw a phone number down in there and say, good luck. Because that's what we're supposed to do is carry a message of hope to the alcoholic that still suffers. So how do you, how, boy, Wow, great stuff. Um, See, Mikey, that's where the word relentless yeah, right? starts, to, right. starts to get a I'm definition. Start, right? I'm starting to see it in place. So my question, I guess, is, you know, you obviously didn't prepare for this coffee this morning by reading the first 164 uh, for the first time and come in here. And, or the Cliff Notes version. I, I, yeah, obviously, <laughs> obviously, you have, over the years, you have uh, studied it. And hey, it hey is, Mikey, yes. I, I, ha- I have to. Jump yeah, in. go ahead. So all of those recitations, I yes. love using big words. Just, oh. just, you know, <laughs> yeah. All those all those recitations never touched the big book. He never his hand, like, his he, hand he, was he, on it. He was I saw never, it. Yeah, yeah, but he never looked at the table of contents to right. see what pages. Right. You know. So, so, so that's that's one thing that, that will right. continue. But let me I'll, yeah. I'll bounce it back to you. But yeah. I just I, I wanted the listeners to know what was happening. Right. in the studio and and it, it it begs my question you know how do I get how do I get to that hope how do I get to that foundation because what I see in you is a, is a real foundation uh, what I see in you is a message that there are multiple messages but the but the one it's all crammed in this hundred it's only 164 pages it's not Harry Potter stacked up you know 12 <laughs> books I don't know I'm not a Harry Potter guy I run away from my house when it's Harry HP weekend but <laughs> But Harry Potter's is a big stick. This is simply 164 pages, and you're you're pulling all that out of, of 164 pages. You've built a foundation. My question is, how do you help the people that are joining us for coffee in their car this morning? What what's your suggestion? Where do you where do you take them to? What's their next step? Or yes, or and yeah, I think it's and. Um, you know, folks that go to one or, or the, the real the real aggressive folks that go to two big book meetings a week, right? And they're like, hey, I'm a student of the big book. I go to two big book meetings a week where we read the big book. You know, what, what does that look like compared to being a student? Okay, so, so uh, first, Mike, you know, what, what do we do? The, the first thing that, that I suggest people do is be the spearhead of your recovery. You are responsible for your recovery. 
okay? Not your sponsor. And and it, and I tell, like you, you said earlier, your last session, um, you know, I tell guys that I work with, I say, listen, guys, you know what? I'll match your enthusiasm. I have already explained to you what the steps are because that's my job. It tells us that in working with others. I'm going to tell you everything. This is what the steps look like. You need to know what you're up against. And then I need to know if you're willing to pick up this kit of spiritual tools it talks about and get busy. Okay, I will assist you in your recovery, but I can't do it for you. We say that our, at Trinity Silver Living all the time. We say, you know what, I, I will do it with you, but I can't do it for you. If I could do it for you, I'd go around all these clubs and I'd be anointing people sober. You know, when you're all better and everything, everything's good. I can't do that, and I tried. If I'm working harder at this than you are, I'm doing it wrong. So I tell people, get, get with someone that knows what they're talking about. Tell them that you want to learn the information as it's covered in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. In, in, in the forward to the second edition in there, it talks, about the, it talks about the old days. And it talks about the success rates that they had. It said 50% of the people then working the program precisely the way it's laid out in the book recovered. 25% after a drink or a relapse. That's 75% of the people that are getting exposed to this stuff back then were recovered. Now, we don't have that today. You go to the treatment centers, you go to you know, any, any of these, these halfway houses, and you hear percentages that are always single digit and usually in the mid to low single digits about your chances of staying sober. You know, that's a fucking embarrassment. That, My, uh, that is wrong. My first treatment center in Laguna Beach, on the website, so you got to believe it because it was on the website, Paul. Sure. 90% success, success rate. Yes, so they twist the numbers around, they lie about it, and this is what they do. So they say that while these people are in my treatment center, they are staying sober. That wasn't even true either. <laughs> so so the 90%, right. now it makes sense. Well, I'm in lockdown for 60 days. There's almost no chance that I can do right. it. You got there's the no one, open bar in the rehab. The, no, but there's one guy who's trying to figure out how to make his oranges and apples and fruit yeah, into right. booze. So, yeah. so it's not 100%. But I'm talking about long-term recovery. So you get guys that... that that are, 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 are having long-term recovery and, and having success. You, you know, the, 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 the first, the most popular time, that's, that's a bad word, the most common time for people to relapse is in year one, obviously, right? right. You know when the second most common time to relapse is? Five years. Five to seven years. Yeah. You that know, scares the you know snot why? out of me. You know guess, why? Guess where I'm at. Because yeah. you, you get complacent. Yeah. It's like, I got it now. I'll take it from here. And you stop doing all the stuff that you used I've to do. I've got this. And, and yeah, I've got it. And, and, and that our book says that we got to do this for a lifetime. It tells us that in here. Mm -hmm. Okay? And it, it tells us, it, again, in the beginning, to, to you know, get back to your question, it, it, it says that on page 17, it says, we have found a way out in which we can absolutely agree. Everybody back then was doing the same thing. You couldn't go and to one club and say, you know, I don't like you know the way this guy wanted to sponsor me. How 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 would you sponsor me? And they go, I'm doing the same shit he's gonna do, right. but you know, I'm gonna get you up a little earlier. Right. You know, they all agreed on the message, okay? And so they had success rates that were off the charts. Now we've got guys that say, well, if you don't like him, go over there. He's a little bit easier. You know, this guy he'll get you through a you know the step a month club. The step a month club, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know. So, so you know, you know, I, I'm not stupid. I look at 12 steps, like 12 months. It's like a year. I'm gonna start feeling better a year from now. I'm gonna fucking die if I don't get this thing down and get it down soon. You know, they they, they talk about having to take a long time. It's 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 not true. Read the book, please. L look at the book. Bill Wilson went to Akron, Ohio, on a business trip, six months sober, and met up with Dr. Bob. Okay, he gave Dr. Bob the information. He had a few 
failures along the way. But ultimately, June 10th, 1935, Dr. Bob came home after making his amends, and that's the first day of Alcoholics Anonymous. 16 days later, they're at Akron Hospital dealing with this, this drunk over there who's in and out, in and out, Bill Dotson, okay? Bill Dotson, Bill and Bob are carrying the message to him. He went home never to drink again. He went home a free man, okay? Bill Wilson was six months sober. Dr. Bob was 18 days sober when he carried this message of hope to three guys. These three guys stayed sober forever. So why are we telling people that you can't do this for a year and you can't do that for a year and you can't chair a meeting for a year and you can't move for a year and don't change a job for a year and don't get in a relationship for a year and all that other stuff? Our book doesn't tell us that. None of it. It says that what we should be doing is going out and working with enthusiasm and getting after this thing. You know, we have a chapter in here called Into Action. Okay, it's an important chapter. It covers steps five through 11. And you go in there and you read this thing and now all of a sudden it's like, whoa, now my life is starting to change. And it can happen relatively quickly, you know? If you're doing this stuff the way it's laid out in the book, you know, a lot of people, you know, they, they get to this, this magic six and seven step and they're like, wow, shit, there's not a lot about it in the book. You know, I turn over page 76 and there's one paragraph on six and one paragraph on seven. And, you know, I don't know what else to do. And I'm a sponsor and I'm supposed to look smart. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go get this book out of the library called Drop the Rock. And I'm going to drop that on my sponsor, my sponsor and I'm going to tell him to I've read that. I've actually done that. Yeah, because now I look smart. You know, now I've, now I've, now I've made this, this information bigger. What they don't know, because they've never had it explained to me, as I did not, okay, was that step six and seven are thoroughly explained on pages 66 and 67. How cool is that? Six, seven. Boy, okay. Uh... And there's a little bit on page 68 also. And where is that in our book? That's while you're doing your fourth step. Why would they introduce step six and seven during your fourth step? You know? It's because they were smart. These people knew what they were talking about when they put this stuff together, the first 100. They understood something. When we're doing our fourth step, we're getting to this fourth column where it talks about character defects, and it talks about four of them. I know you can have 100 or dozens or dozen hundreds, and, but it talks about where had I been selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and frightened. They have four umbrellas that we put as our character defects because I can work with four. I understand that. If I boil a lot of my character defects down, they boil down to fear mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. but but it talks about that, and then it goes on to say, hey, you know what? We understand something. When you're looking at your character defects, and you go, oh, shit. I, I didn't know I was afraid of everyone. I didn't think I was afraid of anyone or anything. I do a fears inventory, and I find out I'm afraid of everyone and everything. That's a bad day for me. Mm -hmm. And then right there after the next page, it says, you know what? Here's a fear prayer. Here's what we can do for that. We can help you get through this. We want you to feel better because we understand that that character defect is resonating with you right now because you just wrote it down. And it's saying, here's what you do. We pray about it. Wow. So sixth step has been identified in the seventh step prayer, prayer. We ask for help. Throughout this book, it says we ask, we ask, we ask. They're always talking about prayer. They're always talking about you turn over to your higher power and you say, hey, listen, I'm going to ask you for some help. I'm not calling my sponsor. My sponsor might not be able to help me with this. Mm -hmm. I tell all the guys I work with, I say, you go pray first, okay? You got to understand something. I don't have all your answers. No human power, right? I'm a human power. If you're counting on me for all your answers, I'm going to fail you. What's, what's a human being's ultimate failure? How about death? You know, I know guys that were counting on their sponsor every single day. Call me every day. I call my sponsor every day and he died. Man, I don't know what to do. What? What, what, are, you, uh, what are you talking true, about? Man. You know, I need to direct you to a higher power so that when I'm not available, it is. And I want you to grow that relationship and make it strong. Because when you have that with you, you can't help but get better. 
You will always, always, always know what to do. And it talks about this in our book. Our book's incredible, man. If you learn how to do this stuff, you will understand this differently. It talks about in there, it, it talks about what to do at night, what to do when we wake up in the morning and what to do during the day. That covers 24 hours, mm -hmm. okay? If I'm doing it this way, I can't screw it up. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know it was in there. No one ever told me that until someone introduced this information to me and explained it. I read it. Mm -hmm. I read it many times. I never understood what I was reading. So yes. long answer to your question, get someone that knows what they're talking about right. and have them help you. And question for you. It's, uh, did you need to jump in, Clint? <clears throat> no, just uh, one thing that really is just kind of bouncing around because you know, there's, there's a guy in one, one of our groups. He's got, I, I, I don't know, three or four months sober or whatever, right? He starts announcing in the room and he had tried it before and he relapsed and he starts announcing, hey, you know what? I'm available to sponsor. And he's on like step two or step three, and I'm available to sponsor. And, and I'm, hey, Paul, I'm still learning, you know? So I go to my sponsor. I'm like, dude, I'm like, hey, you know, should you work all the steps before you start sponsoring people? You know, and, and he's like, I think you should work them twice. You know, I think you should really be, be good, right? And, and I've heard this guy say, hey, I don't need to work all the steps to sponsor people. You know, Bill W. didn't, right? And Dr. Bob didn't, and, right? And, and one, so, so I'd love for you to touch on that a little bit. And what I heard you say, and I wrote it down, and I mean, <laughs> I have to take a picture of my nose because by the time we're done, this thing's going to be covered. But you said you can't carry a message that you don't have, right? So... You know, can, can you talk about that a little bit? I, I think you can be a sober friend to people, but you, you, you can't be a lighthouse for somebody if you don't know where the rocks are. Agree. Right? Agree completely. And, and, and uh, A, Bill Wilson did work all the steps. They looked different back then because he worked the steps as Abby Thatcher, his sponsor at the time, who came from the Oxford Group, explained it to him. And they had, it looked a little bit different back then. They had these things called tenets, T-E-N-E-T-S. Mm -hmm. And they had six tenets, which Bill basically stole and bastardized into our, our 12 steps. He, he elaborated on me. He cut them up a little bit differently. And that's how we got the 12 steps that we have today. But Bill did work the steps. He worked them very quickly. There, there's some evidence that says that he worked them in a couple of days. So um, he, he was able to do that. Dr. Bob also worked all the steps. Dr. Bob knew what Bill did when doc, when Bill and Bob met the first time at Henrietta Cyberlink's house. They, they went over there and, and Bill explained to him everything that he had done. It wasn't as refined as it is today, but he said, hey man, I, you know these are stuff, the things that I did. Maybe you should try it too. Dr. Bob stayed drunk for years. Why? He refused to make his amends. He didn't go out there. He didn't want to damage his stature in the community, he talks about in Dr. Mm. Bob's Nightmare. Yep. He said he didn't want to, you know, the little bit of business I have left in my family, I don't want to embarrass him, and I don't want to lose my, my position here. He was ashamed, and he didn't want to go out and make his amends. When he finally did June 10th, 1935, we have AA. Back to your question about a, a new guy. A, you haven't worked the steps. I, you don't need to contact your sponsor for that answer. You need to go up to that guy and take him outside and tell him, hey, listen, man, you know what? You need to carry a message of hope, and right now you don't have one. Okay, it's irresponsible for you to do that. It is. You are. It talks about we are on a life and death mission. It talks about that when we're do, going through our fifth step. You need to get with someone that knows what they're talking about. There are too many people out there that are doing that. Okay, what qualifies you to be a teacher in 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 this in this university when you don't know what you're talking about? I think in that case, ego. I'm sorry. I ego. think in that in, in that case, his ego was telling him that. Hey, I want to be a sponsor at, at you know 
Absolutely, absolutely, and and because we're and not that's governed, dangerous, I think it's it is dangerous, and 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 that kind of guy, I'd follow that guy around, and talk to the guys he's thinking he's going to sponsor because it, it's it's irresponsible, and and it, again, life and death mission. People could die because of lack of information or the wrong information, and it's important for us to be able to understand what we can and cannot do. So, I, and we hear this, and and it's not okay. It's okay to stand up in a meeting and say something. It's not it's not comfortable. I get that, but it's the right thing to do. You need to say, hey, are you, are you doing this or not? You know, I study and I, 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 I am in this book 100%. Okay, I am not ashamed of this. I'm not embarrassed about this. I will tell everyone and anyone that I am in recovery. I want to do my job that I'm su supposed to do as it's outlined in the book. If I don't know what I'm talking about, I can't do it. I started out by telling you guys last session, if you can't reconcile what I'm saying with this book, don't believe me. Don't, don't listen to it. Okay, it's just my opinion. That's what all the stories are in the back. It's a bunch of people's opinions. It may or may not resonate with you. This stuff works. We know that it works. And, and if you're, you're getting with people that don't know what they're talking about, get rid of them. It's okay to fire a sponsor. I've been fired by fucking text message before. Get out of your fucking, you know, I don't care. It's, I want you to get, so if you can figure out another way to do it, that's fine. This is the only thing I know, and I know it works. You know, that, that is so true. I, I, um, my brain asked the question, what are my options? When I, when I came to my point of pain um, where, where I felt I, I, I couldn't do this anymore, uh, two things. First of all, I couldn't embrace the fact, and we'll talk about this again at another coffee, I couldn't embrace the fact that I couldn't drink ever, ever, ever. You know, no three evers for me. Just keep me sober today. Um, and but but I I investigated what are my options out here for quitting drinking and it kept coming back. The only place I could see where it was working was sitting across the table from another alcoholic saying, "I've got sobriety. This is how I did it." And but two things before we wrap up: a um, lot of energy coming out of you, right? A lot of energy, and it's that. Uh R word, relentless. I thought it was the uh, C word, caffeine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of people I don't just see get him, scared. I don't see him drinking a lot of caffeine. Yeah, you no, are, like, yeah, yeah, right, right. But a lot of energy, and uh, and to me, sometimes that that relates to oh, this must must take a lot of work. Um, you know, to get where you're at right now, uh, you know, I want to take a magic pill and get there, right? And I'm I'm certain that some of our listeners might say, well, I can't, I I can't achieve quoting page. 86 of the big book, you know, I can't achieve that um, in my in my realm of reality right now. What do you, what do you tell those people? What what how how can you move them down the path? And and if I could just throw one word out there, and I heard you say the word willing willingness or willing to multiple times. I guess what 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 is the next step for people? So, uh, great question, and, and you know, I didn't talk like this when I first got got into recovery. I learned this stuff because I I found out a it worked and b that it's possible and it changed my life. And when I I made a commitment to doing this thing, it, it, it's no different than my drinking and drugging. It really isn't. I was all in on drinking and drugging. I, I there was there was no gray area. You know, I might have a little bit. I am going out to get plowed, and it's every single day. It might not start out that way, but usually finish that way. So when I got into recovery, I did it the same way, and and I, I made this up my purpose because it's life saving and life altering. And that is so important that I can help somebody else who's dying of untreated alcoholism, give them a little glimmer of hope 
That is, that is some powerful stuff. So if you're not comfortable or happy with your recovery, how about recommitting to it? How about getting into a program where you're not just reading the big book, the, the question that you asked earlier, but Glenn. Paul, I go to a big book meeting every week. Yeah, and, if you're going to a meeting. They, read, they actually go around and everybody reads a couple lines. And then they give you their opinion. You know, and, and, and no, I've... But what I love best is when they change the words of the big book. Oh, oh don't get me started. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and I love that they're, you know, reading the stories in the, in the back of the book, you know, and we're on page 560. I'm like, well, that's good. But, you know, that part of the book are, are, are people's experience. You know, it may or may not align with yours. And it's important for the people to understand they're walking into a big book study that you're studying the big book. You know, by definition, you should be. And if you don't have a teacher up there, my beautiful wife is a teacher, then they wouldn't know what to do. If I walked in, if I'm a, a chemistry professor and I walked into a college and I say, welcome students, happy first day of class. Here's the book of, for chemistry. There'll be a final exam in six months. Good luck. And I walk out. How are you going to do in that class? You can read the book, but if you don't have some instruction or a guide or someone to help you through it, how are you going to get it done? And, and it's not hard. So to do this thing, to be able to sponsor, you know, people say, oh, God, you're sponsoring, you know, 18, 19 people. Yeah, how do you have the time to do it? Well, here's, here's one way out of the time. The first thing I tell everyone I sponsor is this. Don't call me every day, okay? If you need to talk to me, call me. If it's important, text me. If it's super important, text me with, I need you right fucking now. I know what that means. Mm -hmm. I will walk out of a meeting for that text. 911. Okay. But if, if you're just calling me to shoot the shit, you know, I got, I got a life, I got a business, I got stuff to do. Taking someone through the steps does not have to take a long time. We learned that in the book. We know that. Okay. People get bogged down with the fourth step. Oh my God, it's the hardest thing to do. I filled whole notebooks and drained pens and all shit. It's a bunch of bullshit. Okay. You don't have to do it. You don't need to convince me you have a resentment. I tell guys when they're working their fourth step that first, I said, listen, let's start out with this. I believe you. Okay. You don't need to convince me with words and a lot of them that your father was an alcoholic. Okay, if you have resentment against your father because he's an alcoholic, in column two where it says, why were we angry? You can write down this word, alcoholic, okay? If I need the backstory on that for some reason, I'll bet you can fill in all the blanks. And now what I've allowed you to do is move on. What else you got a resentment against? Mm -hmm. You know, your resentment column should be quick, man. One, two, three words, maybe a sentence, but that's it. If you can't summarize your resentment in that much and you're, you're getting into the storyline, you're doing it wrong. And what you're doing is you're going you're gonna to keep yourself from finishing because it's too much. You come into this thing with decades and decades and decades of drinking and bad behavior and drug addiction. The fourth step can be daunting. But if we simplify it like it talks about in the book, let's keep, let's get, let's keep going into action. Let's keep you moving. Right. I want you better. We can always go back and revisit it. You talk about working the steps multiple times. You're right. And here's how we know. Because it tells us that this in the book. Steps one, two, and three are conclusions of the heart and the mind. Okay? When I sat in the car in that parking lot and I asked a God I didn't believe in for help, help came. I just didn't know it. I was too damn stupid mm -hmm. to understand it. Okay? I learned about that. Three years later, when I'm losing my family, I'm going through a divorce, my kids aren't talking to me, I'm losing my business, I owe a lot of money to a lot of people and I, the people that owe me money aren't giving me anything. And I'm up at my sponsors and I'm like, hey man, I got to talk to you, I got some shit going on. And he goes, what's going on? I said, well, all this stuff. And I'm, uh, and he's a therapist, so he's sitting there going, hmm, how does that make you feel? And I, you know, and I, I said, it makes me feel like shit. You know, are you listening Pissed to me? Off, man. You know, and, and, and I go, what, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? He goes, wow, he goes, well, he goes, you know, you're going through a divorce, he goes, 
girls, you know, you're going to have to tell your wife, you know, that, that you take, you love her and you take care of all the kids and everything. And you're going to have to go get a job, put together a resume, you're college educated, you can do that. And I get pissed off. I said, what are you talking about? You're my sponsor. Aren't you supposed to fix these things? And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. He goes, I'm not. He goes, I, I, am, I am here to, to assist you in your journey. And I get pissed off and I stand up and I start storming out of that room. And he goes, get your ass over here and sit down. And I say, what do you want? And he said, let me ask you a question. You came into my office many, many years ago and you said that you were ready to quit drinking for good and for keeps and for all. Do you remember that? I said, yeah, I do. He goes, I asked you a couple of questions that day. And here's one of them. I said, if I could tell you how to never put another drink or drug in your body ever again, what would that be worth to you? He goes, you remember that? I go, no, I don't. He goes, I do. He goes, you remember your answer? I said, no. He goes, I do. He goes, you told me you would give me everything you've got. And you told me you had a big, tall pile. You were very proud of yourself. You had a whole lot of stuff. Okay. And then you told me that you could do that anytime you wanted, that you had no idea how to stay clean and sober. He goes, today, you know how to stay clean and sober. Congratulations. You have now lost your other shit and you know how to get it back. Go do it. I love it. I love mm, it. That's can't, great. can't thank you enough for having us again great, or man. having you again. It's uh wow, good yeah, it's stuff. It's almost having us, right? I mean, that's that's yeah. uh, underline the word relentless again, yeah. man. Paul. And Paul, thanks so much. Thanks, you man. come back again? Yes. All right, Absolutely. beautiful. Thank All you. Right. All right, guys. thanks man. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.